Hi, my name is Amber. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Chloe. My pronouns are also she, her. And our guest today is... Max Menes, and my pronouns are he, him. And live from Chloe's My Garage, <laughs> this is episode four of Tiger Newspaper's podcast, Nightmare on Mission Street. So before we get started, we want to enter a quick disclaimer. So this podcast does not represent the views of SPUSD, SPHS, Tiger Newspaper, or any of its employees. These are just our opinions. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with the check-in. Chloe, how are you feeling? Um, next week is going to be pretty busy, so I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> about that. Um, still having some weird stress dreams. But other than that, I think I'm doing really well. How are you doing, Max? You know, for me, this weekend has been really nice and relaxing. Yesterday, I went to a socially distanced birthday party, and, um, I had, like, practically no homework this weekend, so it was really nice. I've just been relaxed. Well, I've had so much homework this week, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have so many tests this week, and they all really determine my grade for the entire semester, yep. basically, yeah. so I'm very stressed. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about homophobia and how it, like, looks in the world, and especially, like, on our school campus, and stay tuned at the end for some recommendations. Yeah, so um, what we wanted to start with, so something that... I know I brought this up during Tiger. I feel like it came out really weird, though. But um, with Amy Coney Barrett being nominated to be the next to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the Supreme Court and um, how she's a devout Catholic, but also a judge who claims to be a textualist and interprets the Constitution for exactly what it is in its historical context. And I think it's so weird because it's supposed to be a living document. Exactly. And I think this happens a lot in politics when um, people bring, like, everybody has their own biases, um, and I think religion definitely can really strongly influence people, and, like, politicians aren't, um, like, immune to that, and I think a lot of the time they bring in their religious beliefs when making really important decisions, um, like, um, Roe v. Wade getting overturned with Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, like Supreme Court, is like a really real thing that might happen, and I think it's impossible to totally dissociate her from her religion when thinking about why she may, like why she might be making that decision because you know all of her time um, as a professor at Notre Dame, she was very pro life and like advocated for that a lot, and then suddenly her being on the Supreme Court, I don't think um, her decision would be you can't isolate her as a judge from her past as, like, a professor and, like, devout Catholic pro-lifer. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really interesting how that works, and I don't feel like that's totally... I feel like, yeah, separation of church and state is important, but at the same time, like, religion is just so intertwined with, like, people. Like, I feel like we can't tell Amy Coney Barrett, like, no, you can't. Yeah, because, like, obviously freedom of religion is super important. But, like, man, I just, like, if you're homophobic, like, that shouldn't even be an opinion you hold like it's just wrong you know and a lot of um people do justify homophobia with yeah with like their religion okay but like first of all it's just an interpretation of a religion yeah because there's like a bunch of people who are like totally loving and stuff right um i think it just um yeah religion is used to justify um like hateful and oppressive viewpoints but i don't think like, I guess that doesn't really say a whole lot about religion. That just says a lot about people. The people interpreting yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Um, homophobia as a concept is just defined as not liking 
gay people or like same sex attraction. Yeah. Um, which is I just think the concept of homophobia is just really weird because first of all, gay people have existed for such a long time. Like I feel like homophobia is just it's either a generally new phenomenon or like has only been situated in like one certain region which probably colonized a bunch of other regions and spread the homophobia, you know? Specifically Europe. Europe, exactly. (laughs) Like there's like in Native American culture they have like two spirit. Right. It was just or like, they're like, um... People were vibing, like, in the past, and then Europe vibing. went all nuts. <laughs> yeah. I just think another thing, too, um, I was watching a documentary a few weeks ago talking about how in ancient Rome, um, there were, basically, men in power would have apprentices with young men who they would, you know... Have sex Have sex with. with. And, you know, it was... It touched on the fact that homosexuality as a concept like wasn't an identity that someone you know could have it was more of just something you did but now i think in modern times it's people have would i i like it better this way you know it, it's an identity it's something that you um live and i think that's cool yeah very cool <laughs> and i think this is something i sort of wanted to ask um there are, like, so many labels when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and I guess, like you were saying, labels are a pretty new thing. And I think there are a lot of labels just within minority communities in general. And I think that's a really um, good way for people to, like, find, like, people that have been, like, historically oppressed or marginalized to find community. And, like, there's, like, strength in numbers and stuff like that. Like, how do you feel about labels? About labels. Okay. I, I do agree with you. It is nice to have that. But at the same time, I think that sexuality in general is a spectrum. And it's yeah. really hard to label yourself. Because, you know, like, I identify as gay. But, like, I've definitely had a crush on a few girls before. And whether that be emotional attraction or whatever, it's like, <laughs> you know, it was really confusing. Um, especially in middle school. But in general, I I, I do think that I I do value the existence of labels, but it's really hard to, you know, find what you are. And if you don't have a label, that's completely fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the default should be, because right now the default's straight. It should and be yeah. bisexual should be, or just. No, I think it should be like straight. no labels until like one either labels themselves or just like doesn't label themselves. Because yeah. it's like fine either way. Like, it's just like weird to have the need to always like explicitly say I'm this also the other thing I feel like people yeah people are pressured to put labels on themselves and I don't think that that is something that we should be doing like if you if you don't know what you are and you don't feel comfortable first of all no one should be asking you what your sexuality is but where is it going with this (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think people move through the world um with so many assumptions and like um, I guess, yeah, the default is to assume something about someone else, you know, rather than just, like, exist in, like, a state of not knowing, I guess. That says something larger about um, being uncomfortable with uncertainty and stuff. Yeah, a lot of it just stems with, like, the nature of the homophobic society we live in. Like, yeah, our society is just very clearly homophobic. Um, and puritanical, which I guess... <laughs> 
like blank space the song by taylor swift came out before gay marriage was legalized nationwide in the united states which is crazy i know it was like five years ago 2015 when gay marriage was legalized um (laughs) and like mike pence there's like people in government who are just like openly openly just like raging homophobes they justify it with their religion like this isn't in like mike pence you know, cites his religion and the Bible as a reason to be, like, hateful. Like, no, Mike Pence just... <laughs> like, religion is cool. Stop twisting it like that, Mike. You know. And, like, <laughs> media representation, I think it's getting better. But, like, also, yeah. Netflix cancels all their, like, cool, like, LGBT rec- representation shows after, like, the first season, so... Yeah. And, um, like, heavy stereotyping in media and oh, stuff. True. And also, I think... In um, media with LGBTQ plus representation, they do lean very heavily on labels and like stereotypes and things like that, um, because I guess it does make it easier to understand. But I think it would be better if they had more shows that explored like um, like how fluid yeah. everything is, and that people don't need to you know like less labels. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I sort of petered off of that one. I don't know where I was going, but. I think the stereotyping in media is very big, because, like, there's also, first of all, there's, like, the gay best friend stereotype. Oh, my God, queen wig. Oh, my God. (laughs) I hate that so much. And then there's, like, the butch lesbian stereotype that's always there, too. And it's, like. Yes, people like that do exist, but it's not like the only I, thing. I know. Yeah. And when when that's the only when that's the only version of I guess an identity that you are exposed to, you're not gonna I don't know, get like okay, personally, like if you are not straight and if you see that there are characters that are more feminine especially like gay men specifically it makes you feel like oh like i could never i could never be gay because like yeah. you you associate i guess sexual attraction to a man with acting a specific way and that's not that's not true at all Do you know what I mean? yeah and like it, there's like a pattern of just like gay men are just like have they have to have like feminine attributes and yeah. then lesbian women have to have masculine and, and there's nothing like wrong with that but yeah but it just, like, creates these associations, and it leads to a lot of, like, assumptions. And also, like, school. Yeah. And, like, it makes um, the idea that you could be anything other than straight or that your sexuality is fluid, like, so much more far removed and, like, foreign, you know? It's, like, not something... Because, like, if you don't see yourself in those characters, it's, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes it seem, like, a lot more alien and foreign of a concept than it is. Yeah. I I've just noticed, like, notice that specifically on campus, um, there's a lot of just, like, let's say a guy paints their nails, it's like, yeah, must be gay. Or, like, if they hang out with a lot of girls, must be gay. And it's just, like, a lot of, like, oh, is this guy gay? Which, yeah, it's, like, it's some, like, like, weird thing. Like, people wonder about it. It's, like, a topic of conversation. It's, like, it's, why is it your business? People, <laughs> Literally. This but, is, like, even a more general thing. People need to mind their business. People are seriously. so nosy. Oh my yeah. god. Exactly. Like, why do you care? I know. It's but also, definitely, like, I'm friends with a lot more girls than I am guys, and I've had so many people just assume, like, oh, like, he's definitely gay because of that. 
which I I I am gay, but also <laughs> but also You're that should not <laughs> no, but but that shouldn't be the only reason that you assume that, yeah. or I don't think you should be assuming it in general. Yeah. Why do people care? I know. Yeah, Max, are your nails painted right now? Is that they, pink? My oh nails. My God, Max. Attention, my nails are in fact painted. I have black, and then I have a pinky accent. The mark of, of the gay man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you like them. I like them too. Yeah. Also, over quarantine, I've been expressing my femininity a lot, which I really enjoy. I've been painting my nails. I've been trying to convince my parents to let me do my ears pierced, which isn't necessarily a feminine thing, I can but they. Them for you. Like right now, we should definitely pierce them on the podcast. No, I remember that they were infected for like. Oh, that was terrifying. It's really bad. Oh, my parents are going to hear this. I think more than just like what externally we sort of like take in, it's also externally it goes internal, and then we all have like these internalized ideas of like what our sexuality should be, or just like how we should present ourselves to other people. Like internalized homophobia. That's yeah. Have you, like, experienced any of that? Um, definitely, yeah. In middle school especially, I was I was scared of, I guess, guys in our grade that would express them their feminine because it reminded me, I, I basically had this, like, this, like, weight on my shoulders. It's like, and I would constantly fight, especially in middle school, and it, it, it reminded me of that weight. It's like, Hmm, I guess go, going back to the stereotypes, it's like, hmm, like this reminds me of the stereotypical gay man. It's like, oh, gay, oh, wait, am I gay? But I definitely have experienced an internalized homophobia, especially with like painting my nails. Like, I don't think I would have ever done this maybe like six months ago because I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Just because, I don't know, gender expression in general. I know we already touched on the subject, but gender expression in general, it shouldn't... It shouldn't, like, tie, have to tie into sexuality. Yeah. 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 I kind of trailed off there. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think another thing that comes into play when you look at, um, when you sort of, like, try and fight against um, gender expression and sexuality being like intertwined and being like heavily labeled and you try and look at it more as a fluid spectrum um it's also kind of hard to you know validate your identity if you don't label it sometimes do you feel because we often search from uh we often search for validation from other people and it's yeah. just like not given in a, any other wow not coherent <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you look at it um like a spectrum like a fluid spectrum then you don't really know where to turn you know for somebody to validate your identity because i think it's really just like normalizing the sexuality being a spectrum because it's just like all over the place like what max was saying like you can identify as gay and you can still like women or like vice versa like the thing you mentioned from just break up yeah. which is another podcast which is awesome check um, it out um, <laughs> but uh one of the hosts talked about how um one of their friends identifies as straight but is in a committed relationship is a man and identifies as straight but is in a committed relationship with another man because they like made an exception but, like, yeah they still identify I, as like straight. identify straight yeah, and there's just so many um like 
variations of like how people um like interpret their sexuality and and there's so many sexualities out there. Yeah. Like, it's so also many. when people roll their eyes at like different sexuality, you know, oh like yeah. like oh that's not even a real thing. Don't there yeah. like that's really not for you to decide. Stop. Exactly. Just stay out of it. It's stay really out of people. it. I hate it when people are like invalidating identities. Like they're yeah. like, oh, I identify as a strawberry. Like, shut up. Just oh shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> people are people are nuts. Um, people are like so eager to impose their feelings on yeah. everybody else, and it's like, whoa. Just like keep like keep it to yourself. Right? Literally, keep like, it to yourself. People are just, like, openly homophobic, too. Yeah. Like, we already talked about this, but, like, in South Pass, there was, like, a little gay book situation where yeah. parents were like, oh, I don't want books with gay characters in them for my elementary school students because it'll give them ideas. That's another thing. I think this is something that I've noticed. Like, this is not a call out to my parents. Like, my parents, I love my parents, and I don't... Hi, not, parents. <laughs> they're not homophobic, you know? But... Yeah. Um, I definitely do think they've, um, they do, and I guess I have too, until like recently I've tried to be more conscious of it. Like the default is straight, Mm -hmm. like Amber mentioned this. Um, and I think that's something my parents did assume, like even now, like they've never, um, like questioned my sexuality. They've always assumed that I'm straight. And I think that definitely does make it more, you know, difficult to have those conversations. And I guess, like, five levels up would be parents that are afraid, like, actually afraid of their kids being gay, you know, and don't want um, that, them to see that in books. Or... It's more than just parents on the face. It's also, like, teachers. Like, from, like, That's the true. beginning, like, in elementary school, they're like, girls, dance with this boy. Right. Or just, like, I did barn dancing in, like, oh my God. fourth, <laughs> third grade, third grade, I think so. And, like, we had to, like, dance with, like, guys. It was, like, obviously heteronormative. Like, they yeah. can't get past that. But, um, and then there's, like, also different things where, like, sometimes when teachers make an example, they want to, like, pick on the kid, you know? Like, right. let's say this guy asked this girl to the dance, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, heteronormative. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, people don't take, like, small things like that seriously enough. They're like, oh, well, it's just, like, that's just, I said that. It doesn't really mean anything. But it actually does and it doesn't take a whole lot to like consider your actions and your biases and like the way you impose yourself on other people and it doesn't take a lot to do that but it's like a really it's really important also like when we give those examples like I don't mean oh do like a guy guy one or a girl girl one because that's like still assuming someone's sexuality just like like, I feel like just avoid it in general like why are you why are you doing that it's weird yeah Um, and, like, this thing about, like, smaller things, um, like the dancing example, there's so many, like, microaggressions that happen every day on campus. I don't know. Max, can you speak to that? Yeah. Um, I think it used to be, I think it used to be more like, oh, my God, that's so gay, like, using gay as an insult. But people, I feel like people have shifted their lingo, and now it's more of, oh, that's so sus. Like, that's sus. Sus. I I know. But it's just obviously when you are saying that something is sus regarding a relationship that is not, you know, like regarding, okay, 
regarding a heterosex that <laughs> that is not regarding a heterosexual relationship. Obviously, there is malicious intent. It's like you are insulting them. What you're insulting them for, I don't really understand. Because it's like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But especially, you know, I think you'll see it on comment section of a TikTok, maybe. Or it's like, oh, this is so sus. Or maybe, maybe you will... Okay, for example, I have a... I have a example. I'm not going to say any names. But when I was in freshman year, I had this really cool raincoat. And I thought it was really cool. I got it from um, Uniqlo, Uniqlo. <laughs> Uniqlo, yeah. So, so um, I wore it to school, and I don't really remember how it came up, but this one kid who doesn't go to the school anymore basically said he was like, "Max, is that your coat?" And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, just because it looks like a woman's coat. Why are you wearing that? It's that that's Bruh. sus." He said, "That's really Why sus." Why are they generous? And then, and then I was scared, and I was like, "Oh no, it's not mine. It's it's it, it's it's my friend's. It's." So I lied uh, because I was scared, but you know it was mine, and it's not that big of a deal. It was a nice, it was a nice raincoat. But I think that's one of the many things that happens. Yeah, and it's like it makes, it makes, it makes you scared of, of your own identity, and not. It makes I guess it it scares you into not wanting to express yourself, like like. Oh, you're a guy. You you should your gender expression should only be like specifically masculine. And if you don't follow that, then you're sus. You're weird. You know what I mean? But I think that shouldn't be the case. I've also noticed that like it's a lot easier for like to come out to girls than it is to come out to guys because of like toxic masculinity oh, yes. or just yeah. like being bisexual or like gay or whatever. Like ha- having a sexuality that's other than straight, like within females at least in our school is just like a lot easier and like a lot more widely accepted than like yeah. guys yeah i mean i can't speak on specific like like women's experiences but i have noticed there are a lot more openings. girls yeah like 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 girls in the lgbtq plus community at our school that are open about it than there are men there are barely any guys at our school i think because toxic masculinity a lot of the time i think it's I think it's expressed really in, like, a really defensive way, you know? Like, like with the coat thing, um, I don't know, it's, um, I don't, like, (laughs) speak to it, women. uh, um, (laughs) But it's, um, it's, like, very aggressive and confrontational, and it's obviously, um, like, men that, like, buy into toxic masculinity and, like, the idea that masculinity is like i like an identity and like something that you can that you have to like conform to um yeah i'm gonna call us out on this but like also when we make fun of people who are defensive or or like let's say take the position of like the guy who's like questioning you that's like that like some to his own toxic masculinity and like i feel like it's just like humor now to be like oh he's definitely a closeted toy oh yeah yeah so. we, <laughs> we oh, that, yeah. that definitely happens a lot when i <laughs> right. when i share experiences of homophobia with my friends and we shouldn't do that we shouldn't yeah, assume we either shouldn't do that. Yeah. it's bad vibe. right yeah we need to <laughs> but it does take happen. some more of our own advice yeah sure. yeah <laughs> but that's a little good. bit we're a little bit hypocritical but. we're trying guys yeah. we're like learning yeah this is like we're all on our own journey yeah. but what matters is that we're all trying to move in the right direction, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I do think toxic masculinity um, is expressed in a really like aggressive, hostile, and confrontational way. And um, is there a thing as toxic femininity? Like, is that a thing? I, I feel like, like people always try to avoid femininity, or like, at least I did, because it's like associated with being yeah. weak. You know, no, I don't like pink. I like blue. Shut right. up. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, but I definitely don't think. Um, toxic femininity plays out in ways that are just like like destructive to other people you yeah. know what I mean can I use the water <laughs> yeah go for sure. it so we would cut this part out right um or leave it in <laughs> hey guys I'm drinking some water <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's what's next to you I feel like I I definitely trailed off of that one I don't yeah, know you didn't. I was like perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what I want to talk about. Coming out to parents, maybe? Oh, coming out to parents. Yeah. That is a good one. Okay. Um, maybe I can start by sharing my own personal experience. I'm okay with sharing that. Um, Go ahead, cool. Go for it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So, I came out to my parents in freshman years by because I was confused. And, of course, the whole labeling thing, very confusing. You don't even need a label. But I just wanted my parents to know that I wasn't straight because they would always talk about how, oh, that girl's cute. Are you talking to her? And it's like, it made me so uncomfortable. And it's like, I don't want you to do that anymore. But I didn't know how to tell them without coming out to them. But, um, you know, I came out to them versus by because there was this one girl that I genuinely had like emotional attraction to in middle school. Um, and in freshman year. And my dad basically was like oh my god he was like oh this because you know it it, it was it's okay it was a conversation that had come up before but this is the first time i explicitly said like i think that i'm bi to him he was like oh my god not this again and then i think that um he basically said like i don't think you are i think it's a phase and that's something that some people will hear and it's like it is What's the word okay, but like, let's say you decide to change your mind and then you identify as straight later. Like, that's totally fine too. Yeah, like, yeah. I shouldn't like, detract from the validity of like whatever you're experiencing. Exactly, in the yeah. exactly. But like it's extremely invalidating. It's extremely invalidating. It made me. It made me really sad because I was sharing this thing that I was keeping to myself, very personal, with my parents. Oh, also, I, I came out to my mom the day later, and she also basically said the same thing. She wasn't like, oh my god, not this again. She was more like, are you sure? I mean, I don't know. Oh, you don't really, like, you don't really like, yeah. she's, she's, she's a very spiritual person, and she, she told me that I don't give off gay energy. That's what she told me. And oh I was like, god. what are what? you talking What's about? What's gay what energy? What are you what talking about? I don't, even know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Your aura is orange. My aura is orange. <laughs> No, but, you know, that ended, and we kind of just ignored it. We didn't talk about it. We ignored it. Very unhealthy from a, from a parental relationship-wise, I guess. Um, very unhealthy. You, can, you, you can't just ignore things that you say. Um, but then, over quarantine, I did it again. And this time, I decided to tell them that I was gay because that's what I was feeling more like. And, you know, I, I think that that aligns with me better. So I did. I told my mom first. And this time, for some reason, I don't know if it was just the wait, like the long, like it was over a year. 
maybe they were more like I guess accepting but my mom was really cool about it and I waited a few weeks and then I told my dad and I never okay thing with my dad oh my god I was <laughs> so scared I was shaking I couldn't even say it I was like I have to tell you something I have to tell you something during dinner and I was like and he's like what is it what is it and I was like um uh and then he said do you have to tell me that you're gay he, he asked me he asked me and I was like yeah yes he was like oh okay <laughs> um but you know that time it went really well and I don't know I don't know where I don't know where they changed their minds I don't know why they I don't know why they decided to stop invalidating me but they didn't invalidate me and it was yeah it was good and you know I I am so grateful to have parents that accept me and I know that it's not the case for many other people and it's really sad but you know I'm really grateful to have my parents and yeah what okay what was the point of that anecdote what was I trying yeah do you think that people take bisexuality which I guess would be more fluid than saying you're gay or straight um like less seriously do you think maybe that played into your parents reactions a little bit I definitely think that it is I think a lot of there's a lot of biphobia in specifically like the lgbtq plus community in general but also just like straight people i think that i mean i think that they think that it's not valid because you know what if you like a certain gender more than another one and it's like oh well if you like this one more maybe you should just identify as this or like always like Bisexual is like 50%. 50%. Yeah, and 50%. that's not true at all. No, it's 100% bisexual. Yeah. 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 And, but I do think, um, oh, just <laughs> how people take bisexuality less seriously. And if you think that affected your parents' reaction. Yeah. I think that they take it less seriously. I think that they, I think the specific, I think that they saw it as a phase because they don't see it as, as like a valid identity because I think it is a little bit more new than homosexuality is. So I think that they thought it was like the cool new trend, the cool new thing yeah, to do. Yeah, like experimental. Yeah, yeah, experimental. Yeah. But Wait, no. it should be taken more seriously. Okay. Do you want to talk about your dating experiences? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. None. No, there's nothing to talk about. Wait, I have a question about that. Yeah. So, you've never been in like a gay relationship never never like did that make validating your sexuality more difficult because like yeah oh my god okay that's that's one of the things i was that's that's the main reason why i didn't want to say that i was gay because i was like oh maybe i should date a girl and kiss a girl and compare it to dating a guy and kissing a guy i never did that (laughs) but but i think it was it was really hard for me to come to terms with that. Um, but regarding like gay stuff, the <laughs> gay stuff <laughs> regarding <laughs> regarding the dating experience, I've never been on a date. Um, I downloaded Yubo over summer. No, which Yubo. is so toxic, you guys. Which I was so like, loud. Wait, explain. What okay, Yubo is like teen it's like teen Tinder. <laughs> It's, but like the layout is like deeply depressing. Yeah, I don't know. it's it, it's so it's so dark and depressing. But um. <laughs> 
It's completely superficial. You swipe right and left on people based on their appearance, which is bad, Ooh, and their bio, which they which they portray certain versions of themselves to get more people. Swipe on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, 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 you add certain tags to show what you're interested in. You can say stuff about yourself, your age, where you're located. And I did that off and on. I deleted it and re-downloaded it. I had it for like off and on maybe for the whole summer. And then I finally deleted it like the middle of August. And I haven't downloaded it since. Yay, let's all clap for that. Um, but it's really addictive. But basically, I met a lot of people on there, a lot of men. And, um, you know, it was through quarantine. So it's not like I would have hung out with them. Maybe I could have done a socially distanced thing. But nothing really worked out. And it's like, it was so, it was so dissatisfying. Is that the right word? Unsatisfying? It was unsatisfying. It was so unsatisfying. Why do you say dissatisfying? <laughs> it was so unsatisfying. Actually, I think dissatisfying. Okay, wait. Wait, I think they're both words. I think they're both words, too. Okay, I'm just going to say dissatisfying. It was so dissatisfying because, you know, all this time that I spent forming relationships, talking about things with, like, I'm not going to lie. It was like over 50 people that I added on Snapchat for oh me like, over three months. Yeah. Oh and it's like some of them I still, I guess, talk to on Snapchat. But it's like they all live across the country. They all. They I don't know. It's like it. it nothing would have ever come from it. It was, I guess, entertainment. But, you know, nothing, re- nothing good came from it. Yeah. Did you like exploring i did i i did like exploring i think i know like my type better now but other than that i mean other than the 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 exploration aspect the rest of it was just it wasn't very good oh wait i'm stupid it is dissatisfying it is unsatisfactory and then oh thank god (laughs) no wow i knew i knew a word that amber did not for the first time ever i feel so smart but yeah, Yubo is toxic, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. And I know we were talking about how there are not a lot of, um, like, openly not straight guys at South Pass. Yeah. Does that make, like, having a relationship with a guy feel, like, really out of reach? Yeah. It, it's like, I, I have this idea that, you know, once I, once I start college, everything will be different because everyone yeah. will be more mature. But I don't even know if that's going to happen. I think that... I think that I, I'm just, I'm just waiting, you know, I'm just waiting, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's really isolating to have no one else to talk to about your experience. And I think there, there are a few, but they are closeted and I'm not going to say who they yeah. are, but like, um, there are a few that are out too. I don't think there are many of them great though. I, can, I, know. I, yeah, don't know. I don't know. But it's, yeah, Yeah. me, me, um, but it's really isolating and it just, it it makes the idea of being in like a loving relationship seem impossible and it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh damn! Oh, sorry. Aww. Aww. Let's get an aww from us. Can I get some pity points? Can everybody feel bad for me? Thanks. Oh my god, I love Fiona Apple. I know, right? I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't know who she was until she released that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. This I, know. Is, I don't think this is going to be on the podcast, but she, she released 
there was a cover that she did of Pure Imagination for 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 a game for Chipotle and also for <laughs> for no, she yeah. sold out like that. Yeah, what? no, no, yeah, for, for, it was for a game for Chipotle and also a game? yeah, a game. A Chipotle game. Yes, a Chipotle game. Like Chipotle this. The Mexican restaurant. Yes, Chipotle the restaurant. Oh they, they made a game for Whoa. it, and the, there was a, there was a commercial, and it was her singing like "Come with me." It was so good. Oh it's such a good song. Why did I? This has nothing to do with our topic at all. Why did I bring that up? Yeah, they keep making the bank. Whatever. Go, 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 go like gay sex ed. Yeah. Gay sex ed. Also, um, there is no okay, there there is a gay straight alliance, but I think that the club died and I think that's I mean, I feel like it never really was. Yeah, I mean, was it really? I, I it didn't publicize, at least. I remember freshman year at at Club Rush I saw the the booth there, but you know, I don't think that it's a club now and I think that it should be. That's weird because most other schools in the SGB area have like a substantial gay straight alliance, but mm-hmm. South Pastors does Yeah. Um, also, yeah, um, gay sex stuff, I think, specifically, gay sex, gay sex stuff, <laughs> in, in sex ed, in health, um, you're given, you know, um, a time for anonymous questions, and a Planned Parenthood volunteer comes, oh, wait, should I tell the story, is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. We kind of talked about it on the sex yeah. episode, but, yeah. but, you know, um, I asked a question, I don't know if I could explicitly say what it was, because it's a little bit... I think you can say it. That's what is hang on douching. It's like medical. What? Okay. What? No, wait. I don't think I should. I think it's okay. Okay. Wait, we said douching on our sex episode. Okay, like, 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 what is douching? Wait, okay. Like, you know, the question was, what is douching? And (laughs) it sounds funny to say, but it's a really important part of gay sex. And if you don't do it, Someone's going to poop on you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, <laughs> but um, you know, I asked that question because it's something that needs to be done. But that is plan- if you want to have anal sex. If you if you want to have anal sex, because you don't need to. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't even need to have sex. You don't need to. Like, but you know, if you do, the right person. Um, <laughs> or the totally wrong person. Or, okay. or the totally wrong person. You know, there are experiences that happen, and right, yeah. Oh, we're kind of in the middle right now. <laughs> <laughs> My mom. Chloe's mom just came in. <laughs> um, wait, what was I saying? Okay, anyway. It's a really important part, and, you know, the Planned Parenthood volunteer didn't really answer my question. She kind of evaded it, and I'm not sure why. I'm pretty sure she knew what it was, but... That's weird. I'm not trying to put the fault on Planned Parenthood. Maybe there was some sort of... I don't know, maybe she felt uncomfortable answering it, or I don't know. But um, it's a very important thing that I think... There are a lot of stuff about gay sex. Just sex between two people that are not... It's not, like, specifically a man and a woman. There's a lot of stuff that is important to know that we aren't learned, that we aren't taught in health. Yeah. It's important that we do. And there's like, um, you know, we've had this discussion like with the summer spread for Tiger and everything about racism in South Pass. And I think that's part of a larger com- like conversation about South Pass is like, like untouchable complex or whatever. Like none of this bad stuff yeah, happens like here. So liberal, yeah. yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. And it applies to homophobia too. Yeah, and I think, true. Admin and like teachers and stuff need to 
acknowledge that these are things that happen and like microaggressions happen every day you know and And also just going back to the whole gay book thing i definitely i just wanted to say um if there are any parents listening (laughs) our parents are listening oh our parents are listening (laughs) um to the parents listening having a book that gives representation to the lgbtq plus community will not turn your student will not turn it will not turn your children gay if they have those feelings it will validate them but they will always be there no matter what no regardless of having the book or not they will always exist and i think that that is something like the idea that having a book like that would would like taint our children it would like it would it would worsen them as i don't know i don't even know Maybe I'm maybe I'm like villainizing that whole movement, but um, okay, but they like, should be they though. should be villainizing. <laughs> yeah, but no. um, I I think that that is a completely irrational fear because it's going to happen eventually. They have access to the internet. They can, you know, they can download game they one can... and you guys wouldn't know. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you know, th- they will eventually find out, and maybe it's better to find out early so they don't go through this weird like questionable trauma for a lot longer. You know, for me personally, like all of middle school i was like it was like this like immense wave of like self-hatred just like oh my god like why am i like this like i would like watch videos of like how to be straight you know like all this stuff it was really bad and like a lot of the, i feel like i blocked out a lot of memories from middle school because not on purpose but um it was just it was like honestly traumatic for me and i, I i'm not trying to complain but like you should be complaining. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah. Come on, society, be better, y'all. Yeah. But um, it was just a sad thing. So maybe giving your children the opportunity to have their, I guess, sexual orientations val- um, validated. Valid. Yeah, mm-hmm. validated. It will help them in the long run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think there's a lot, you know, like, we as individuals can, like, especially with stuff like this, where, um, like, a lot of the damage that we do is because of, like, how we act individually and, like, like individually and, like, how we <laughs> move through the world. Um, so we can really make a big difference by just changing the ways we interact with people, you know? Like, it's not, this isn't, like... I mean, obviously, there's, like, it's a big systemic thing, and, like, our government is pretty secretly homophobic. Okay, just, like, kick out all the homophobic people. Like, they should be out of government. (laughs) But, like, we can make, like, we can make the choice to um, be, like, anti-homophobic. Yeah, when we are of age for voting. Yeah. Or just, like, in our Generally. Yeah, Yeah. interactions in general. Like, not assuming people's sexuality. And and then other people will see our actions and they'll be like, oh my god, that's great, that's so admirable. I definitely think that, like, it shouldn't just be students, like, teachers. Definitely. Because they have so much power and so Uh much influence. They should have, like, training. Yeah. But I do think it's, like, another thing. People are super defensive when somebody suggests that maybe they did something homophobic. It's, like, racist. Like, people get automatically defensive. Mm -hmm. And, like, the default, like, the, um, like, it shouldn't be, instead of having, like, a defensive reaction, like, take that, um, like, comment or criticism and, like, 
understand it, like unpack it and try to be better. Like, yeah. That's how educate. you educate. Yeah. Like Stop that's how you create positive change. Yeah. I think we talked that a lot about so, how so like good. homophobia on campus is like an overt microaggressions of like stereotyping and assumptions, but it's also like a lot more overt sometimes. Like, True. There are a lot of instances of just people being blatantly homophobic as well. Yeah. yeah. And like using slurs but like, oh, I don't actually believe that so it doesn't really count yeah. because you know I'm a liberal, like so I would never say that seriously. That yeah, slur, yeah. But it's like there's n- there's no excuse for um, using slurs. So, um, okay. So I just think an experience that made it specifically difficult to come out to my male friends. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share two stories. So the first one is you know. Um, I was sitting with my friends, two guys, and we were kind of facing another group of people, and it was a group of girls, and then this one boy, and then one of the guys was like, why does that guy act so girly? Why is he only friends with girls? And then the other guy was like, oh, probably because he's gay, haven't met him, haven't heard his voice, and then, and then, you know, I, I, I like froze, and I was like, oh. Okay, thanks for that. I don't know. But um, just, you know, the, the little things you hear will, um, will you will internalize them and it'll scare you to, like, come out. And, you know, I, I came out to them and they've been really supportive. But also, like, I think it's kind of hypocritical that you would support someone but at the same time say something like that about a person like like basically like practically like three months before it's like happened. looking down at yeah and it's like, like that's such a condescending there's nothing wrong with with having a gender expression that is more feminine there's nothing wrong with having friends that are girls when you're a guy like i just i can't understand why that affects people so much and like the voice thing okay there was like a new york times like little documentary thing on like the gay voice mm-hmm. where they like found out that like it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. yeah like they put an example of like this guy who had a really high-pitched voice and then this guy who like took football and he had a low voice and stuff but the guy who played football was gay and the guy <laughs> with the high voice had a wife so yeah <laughs> so um the next story is i'm a little bit nervous that's all um okay um i'm going to slightly alter the story for various reasons um not not what happened just where it was um, for various reasons, um, but, okay, we were at, um, Blaze Pizza, and Amber and I were sitting together, we were having pizza, and, you know, I was about to leave, Amber was gonna leave, and then, you know, these three guys walked in, they're like, hey, Max, what's up, how have you been? And I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I was just eating pizza with Amber, um, and then, you know, they were like, hey, um, follow us, follow us, and I was like, what? Okay, I'll follow you, and then, Immediately, I kind of knew what it was about. It was about my sexuality. I kind of knew, like, I don't know if it's just this weird thing, but there's this common question, like, can I ask you something? Or I have a question for you that a lot of, I guess, gay people get, or using gay as an umbrella term. Um, and it's like, they're going to ask you about their sexuality and you know, like, and you know, your stomach drops, you get all droopy and it's like, oh my God, like, I don't want to have to deal with this again. So they, they led me into, um, like, like the back part of the store of the restaurant. And, um, you know, I was situated to where I, I was like, kind of like behind a wall, so I couldn't see them very well. 
and I was like kind of like leaning against the wall and like looking across and then this one kid this other kid who were like kind of close to me and this other kid who was farther down the hall and he like turned around and he like started to untie his shorts and I was like what oh are you God. doing like what and I was looking and I was like oh okay what what's going on and, and then I, I like started to walk away and you know I think that they were I mean knowing them it was a joke but uh, not a good one but um I think that they were like pretend testing me to see oh if I would God. look and I I, I know that they never would have actually exposed themselves yeah. but you know they were pretending and it was so uncomfortable so basically after that I'd walked out and they were all exclaiming like oh he passed he passed he's good he passed Ew. oh my god and then it's I was like I was like sh I was like what was so that but I didn't say it I was just like walking with them we were like walking back to the main part of the store to the restaurant um, <laughs> <laughs> um and you know, they told me as they were walking back, they're like, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever gay, like, you know that we'll support you, right? Bruh. Like, oh they have, God. like, they told me that after they had that experience. And I think, after they did that to me, not had that experience, after they did that to me, they told me that. And, you know, it was just, it was, like, not good. I, it was so uncomfortable. And the other thing, too. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> My mom just came out to put a hat on my head. <laughs> it's sunny outside. So. Well, we're almost done. He looks so cute. How do we text the skin now? This. Oh, yes. A little Rudolph. Oh, he has a favorite line in his, by the way. It's kind of cute. I like it. It's endearing. Thank you. <laughs> so, really. tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it's okay so um i don't know it was just really uncomfortable and i didn't really know how to feel about that i told other people um and they were like wow like that's like sexual harassment I was like, no like they were joking like it can't be sexual harassment and you know i think that it it, it was but i am not trying to make excuses for them but I do know that there was no malicious intent. They 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 just think that that stuff is funny, and they all regret it. I have talked to them about it. We are all good. We aren't as close as we used to be, but you know, um, we're all good now. And they recognize what they did was bad, so that's good. You know, they 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 educated themselves instead of being defensive, and I'm I'm really grateful that it was handled well. But you know, that experience specifically just oh among other smaller experiences just it was so hard for me to like muster up the courage to say anything to them about it because i felt like they would judge me because of the things i heard which they didn't it was just confusing too i was like how how is it that you guys say all this stuff but then at the same time you guys are completely fine i just it's just confusing i don't know but yeah that's an experience i've had some experiences and it's like something a lot of people hear, like, or perceived as gay yeah. experience, yeah. like across the world. Really. I feel like it's not really talked about that much though, because like I don't personally, I haven't really heard anyone else talk about that, but I'm sure it has happened. I think it should be spoken about more. The suicide rates are a lot higher for people in the LGBT community. 
Okay, I was watching InfoWars. Um, oh, I hate, oh, my, my God. Because I got to, like, you know, diversify the news. Oh, my God. That's you know? <laughs> true, but... When it's... You know, I, I watch it to make myself mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching his episode, and he literally started going off about how, like, the reason why gay suicide rates are so high is because gay people are mean to each other. I was oh like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no. That doesn't even make any that sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. And maybe maybe he was Clever playing off the stereotype. He was playing off. Oh, yeah, sorry. He was playing yeah. off the stereotype of like stereotypical gay best friend who's like, I'll I'll you better watch you better watch out I'll 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 spread your rumors I'll tell your secrets if you don't respect me Emma. Maybe yeah. that's what he was. Basing mm-hmm. it on. Wow, I can't believe he's even allowed on air. And he's yeah. literally insane. Well, it, it's yes. a YouTube channel. Right. So you can post whatever you want. I thought like, they had, like, a TV show. I they have a TV think, show? Really? I thought I it was just YouTube. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, hopefully just nice. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> seriously, I think we just all need to be more aware of how we act. And, like, and making an effort. And how our actions effort. affect yeah. others. And, like, making an effort to be a better person isn't an inconvenience and it isn't unimportant. Like, it's... Like, take the time to do that. Like, put in the effort. Yeah, identify your bias. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, acknowledge them and, and confront them. Yeah. Implement something that's good. That'll make kids acknowledge their stuff. <laughs> I don't know, like, bias training, y'all. Yeah, like, students and teachers should all have bias training. Yeah. Yeah, Well, okay. <laughs> so we're going to do... Too some recommendations now um amber do you want to go first yes my recommendation is Aaliyah. um she was an r&b star in the 90s she died in a plane crash in like 2001 i think but her music is really good i really like it yeah. <laughs> you guys should check her out max what about you my recommendation is a band called lush from the 90s i recommend their album gala is that how you say it? gala yeah. It is so good. Gala. 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 Oh my god. Their album, um, Gala, there's a song called um, Deluxe, D-E-L-U-X-E, and it's so good. I highly recommend it. My recommendation is Fiona Apple Music Videos, specifically the one for her song Limp. It was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who she was dating at the time. He's, um, yeah, it's a totally incredible music video. It's so like, unbearably quirky. I it's can't. like pers- <laughs> it's perspective altering. It's crazy. Um, well, thanks for listening to episode four, guys. Tune in next week for episode five. I guess that's how it works, Yay. right? Yay. Oh, she's like on our test, guys. We're really nervous. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Of course, it was great. It was great.